Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to today's episode of the Unbranded Podcast. I'm Luis Sanchez, your host, and we're missing our co-host today, Chris, but we do have a special guest today, which is Jaden, aka Zenoware. So, let them know who you are, man. Hi, my name's Jaden, also known as Zenoware. I'm from Ashland, Oregon, and I am a music producer. Cool, man. So, hey, like um, a little bit about your musical journey. Like, when did you start making music? So basically, I was like either 12 or 13, and some friends of mine showed me like, I think it was like Skrillex and like, I think it was also Rusko, like just Mm. really like early like electronic music when it was first starting to become like mainstream, and it like fascinated me, and like all I could think about was how it was done, and I thought it was like all of these like circuit boards and like knobs and like you needed like a spaceship's looking studio to do anything. Yeah. And then I started like looking more into it and I found FL Studio and I didn't understand anything. So I downloaded like I think it was like FL Studio 5. And at the time, like there was FL Studio 10. So it was just like the most outdated thing I've ever seen in my life and <laughs> um, I just messed with that for probably a good six months like I didn't know what I was doing at all and like I would just sit there and just like push buttons and like I didn't really know how to make sounds come out of like the program for like the first two months <laughs> and I didn't realize that other people like that were like normal people made music so I didn't know that there was like tutorials and stuff on YouTube So I just spent, like, probably that first year just, like, not having a single clue as to what I was doing. And then, I think, um, like, the targeted ads actually, like, saved my ass because (laughs) I was, like, looking up, like, music stuff, and then I started getting ads for, like, tutorials, and then I started seeing, like, tutorials pop up, and I got, like, the basic grasp of FL Studio, and I could, like make something that resembled a song but it was like really really far from that and i would just spend like i don't know that was where all my time went like i stopped going to school in like eighth grade for a while because i was just like consumed by this and my family got worried they didn't understand what was happening they were just like oh you're just like locked in your room on your computer and i was like i'm being creative (laughs) but no one really understood what that meant because I couldn't really explain what was happening but like yeah so then after like that I started to get like a pretty decent grasp on it and um so I spent the next couple years just like messing around and when I was like 15 um I found Ableton and for some reason it just like made way more sense and so I downloaded it and I had like the light version of it because it came, I actually bought a launch pad and it came with like a light version of Ableton, which had like pretty much nothing, but it was enough to get me like started on the program. And all of a sudden I was at like square one again and didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So then I spent like the next couple months trying to figure that out. And since I already knew like the basics of how to like produce something, it caught on a lot faster. And I think I was like, I think I was 15 when I was able to start making like actual music and I realized I could like translate like 
what I know about the piano into music. And then I just kept going from there and I started posting on SoundCloud just before I turned 16 and like was really like trying to release music that was good. Is that when you uh, released your first big single, I guess you could say? Um, yeah, so I released like five or six songs and it was back when like future bass was like not really like a genre that people like understood or was like accepted like it was really new and so um i like started like posting them and like the first five or six songs i posted i gained like a pretty decent i mean it was like not decent i was like two or three hundred soundcloud followers mm -hmm. but they were like pretty dedicated followers and it was cool because at the time like what i was making like wasn't really a thing yet if mm -hmm. that makes any sense yeah um when did you when did you release Prima? Um, so I released Prima when I was sixteen. So it was like I actually remember this specifically. So it was the first day of spring when I was sixteen, and um, I like got home from school and like sat down on my computer, and I made that entire song in probably like three and a half hours, and I was trying to come up with a name for it and. I was like, oh, it's the first day of spring. And then I looked up um, different words for, I think it was first. Yeah, I think I think it was like for first. And I found that, I don't remember what language it is in, and it kind of sucks because I, <laughs> I probably should know what it, the title actually means and where like it originates from. It means girl cousin in Spanish. I just want you to know that. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of different translations translations for it. And like, if I read like all the YouTube comments, there's like people from all over the world, like saying like what it means in their language. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. But what it meant for me was um, just first. And I was like, oh, it's the first day of spring. And so I post that on SoundCloud with like this, like um, the cover photo used to be like this, like really pretty, like landscape of a field or something with mm -hmm. like way too many filters on it because <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing with the artwork. And I put it on SoundCloud and um it didn't really like get many plays like it was weird and like it got less than all of my other songs because i feel like it stood out more mm -hmm. and it was like way different because what i was making was like really like dark and sad and it was like that one was just really happy and like yeah easy going and um so that was on there for probably four months and i think it got like two thousand plays and then one day I was just like, I never checked my email either, which was weird. And so like one day I was like, I'm just going to log in to my email. And like 30 minutes before I'd logged in, I'd gotten an email from Suicide Sheep. And um, I didn't think it was a real email at first because it was like, we'd like to post your song. Click this link and sign the contract for it. And I was <laughs> like, that seems weird, but like I don't really have anything to lose. So I like thought about it for a minute because I was like, if this is like not actually suicide sheep and just something weird like that's gonna suck yeah and i didn't think the song was that good either so i was like why would they want that song i was just like super confused so then um i signed it and then just went about my day and i woke up the next morning and um since i followed them on like facebook and other social media i like saw that my like song was posted on their pages 
I was like, oh, weird. And um, there was just like lots of like super positive comments. And I was just like, I was in shock because like I'd only been like seriously making music for like a year or less. And so it was pretty surreal. And then um, it just started getting like played like everywhere. People were like uploading it everywhere. It was in videos. It's still in, it's still getting added to like podcasts like all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it just like started gaining a bunch of traction. And I went from like, in like a week, I went from like 500 SoundCloud followers to like over 2000. Mm-hmm. And that was just like, I don't know, like it was just unreal for me. And like collectively, how many how many streams does that song have now? Um, well, I know for a fact that like, at least for the last year, it has like, so streams that aren't from like music uploads, like streams from like podcasts and stuff, it's like in the high millions thing. And then I think like on music streaming platforms, I think collectively it's maybe two or three million at this point. That's insane. So like, so with that, what do you like, how does it, how does it feel to gain that traction from your music? Like, cause now you've had a couple of songs that are on um, Spotify that have a few, like a good amount of thousands of plays. How does it feel to kind of finally get a little bit of traction from that? Um, it's pretty weird. Like for me, it's like, I'm like a, like, as far as like art goes, I'm like really like not self-destructive, but I'm like really critical of myself. Mm. So like, to me, like it's incredible and I'm like really appreciative for it. But like at times it's just like, I don't, I don't feel like I deserve that if that makes sense. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like the most exhilarating thing ever. And then like, I just like get messages from people and they like tell me stories about like how my music's helped them or like memories they have with it. And it's just like, that's pretty much my only goal is to just like make something that people can like relate to and make them feel something with it. Yeah. And I think, I think, um, on that subject of music is kind of really like touching people's emotions i think like your last few songs i've really done a good job of that like reflecting like if it's love life or it's reflecting like emotions or just things like that like has that always been the main factor what drives your music is emotion yeah definitely entirely emotionally fueled (laughs) and it gets like sometimes it's really hard to produce because it's like there'll be times when like i'm just like plateaued emotionally and it's like there's like nothing like standing out with my emotions so i get kind of stuck on that sometimes but yeah it's probably 98 percent emotions yeah um i think so so now that you've gone from even from like a couple years till now what what do you think is the biggest driver of your success in getting released by labels getting you know notice getting you did a hit it was number four on the US top 50 viral charts on Spotify. Like, what do you think is the main factor that led you to get to where you're at today? Um, well, with like the music industry, it's really about luck because there's so many people and like, I know for a fact that there's lots of people that are like way better than me. And so it's really just, it's really all about luck and like, just like posting or being at the right place at the right time. And just like impacting like the right person 
Um, how did it feel to get to number four? Um, well, I actually remember um, <clears throat> you actually called me. I was at a friend's house in like Hill, California, and I was getting dropped off on Mount Ashland because that's where my car was. And you like called me and like, I was like, oh, I'm in the car, I'm not gonna answer. And then um, you called me like four times in a row and I was like, okay, like what's going on? And then um, you were like, dude, like you're on like the viral 50 chart. And I was like, what? And then I like, when I got to my car, I like sat in my car and I was just like, oh my God, like what's I think, happening? I think, I think you, what was the number you started at 12? I think I started at like 16. 16. And then I think like one of the coolest things was like on that chart, like you passed up Kanye West and you passed up G-Eazy and you passed up like these huge artists, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and then here you are like at the beginning of your musical journey and like you're starting these, or like you're passing up these huge artists on this chart. Like, was that pretty rewarding? Yeah, it was definitely like really inspiring and like I, I, I still don't have words to like describe how that felt because it was like there was like people like on that chart that I've been like admiring for like you know since I started making music and like really enjoying music and I was just like seeing my name like next to that mm -hmm. and it was just like I didn't like I didn't even think it was real like it was just I don't know. It was like almost a surreal little moment. Because so like throughout the day, like I remember like a, we'd both keep on watching it mm -hmm. and like see you like jump up spots through like different days and up to reaching that peak of like four. And that, I think that was like every morning like you'd wake up and like check. Yeah. And like I remember. Um, so I thought what was going to happen since it's like a daily chart. I was like I was expecting to drop off like the next day. Mm -hmm. Then I woke up and it like jumped up to like I think it was like 12 and I was like, whoa. And then it's like, okay, it's probably going to stay there. And then the next day I like jumped up to like eight or nine and I was like, okay, like this is, this is weird. And I didn't actually know how many streams it was getting. Cause like, I've always had problems with my Spotify for artists account. Mm -hmm. So like, I had no idea like what was actually happening. And then it got up to number four and I was just like, I was like, I couldn't see what was happening. All I could see was that it was on the chart. And I was like, is this like a glitch? Like, <laughs> I was so confused. But yeah, it was like, it was intense. Um, what do you, like, what are some tips that you would give to somebody who's like just starting out or like, or really has maybe already been started, but hasn't really gained any traction with their music? Um, Definitely like finding like a small community. Like when I was first like starting out, um, I somehow like met Michael from Future Collective and just like, not even like the platform aspect of it, but just like how there was like a bunch of artists in there and they all like, you know, just talking to them and like, just, I don't know, just having like a small community that really helps because then they all want to share your music. You want to share their music and it's just like, you can help each other grow and, um, also just learn a bunch like you can learn a lot from everyone because no one does things the same mm -hmm. how about like brand wise because i know i know when you released prama like you didn't really have much of a brand behind you do you think now like having more of an established brand that's helped you um yeah i think 
what's important about that is just like finding like finding a sound definitely but mm -hmm. not like having the same sound if that makes sense yeah. like make your songs like so that people know it's you but it doesn't sound like your last song yeah and for yeah, me i think that's like that's been like the most important thing for me is just like trying to stick to a theme but not like overusing certain elements yeah that makes sense so it doesn't get like too repetitive yeah because there's like some artists like you like hear one of their songs and it's like wow it's really good and then you hear another one and it's like kind of the same as the last one but it's like hey that's good and then you start going through their catalog and by the end you're just like okay that's like the same song yeah, like 30 times yeah same exact elements um so what are your goals for next year and what are your future plans like what do you want to do with this um my main goal is to just like to just like impact people on a large scale and like i just want like i want people to like enjoy what i'm doing on like a pretty like big scale yeah and also like i really want to start traveling and like touring and just like meeting people and like seeing places and just like i don't know having my music like take me around mm -hmm. is, is that would be like your definition of like you've made it um more or less i think what i would really consider making it is like just having like like to me i i consider that like within myself i consider that i've already made it because i've pretty much done what i've wanted to and that's just like like impact people and like mm -hmm. give them like memories or feelings and that was my main goal because like music affected me greatly like it really saved my life and i just want like like there's been like there was like a song or two that would like got me through like the worst part of my life mm -hmm. and so my main goal was to just like make one of those songs for someone yeah, yeah. and you have for sure yeah and that was like to me that's like the most success i could ever dream of that's super cool man so yeah, yeah i guess that's that's it any new any plugs that you want for yourself unplug in your new album your new song um yeah i mean i just released my ep that i spent like over a year on which was crazy because it went it changed a whole bunch and um there were a lot of songs that didn't like make it, which kind of bummed me out because it kind of like broke up the story of what it really was. Mm. But thankfully, I can like release those separately and yeah, you still have them. Yeah, cool man. And then just for the next year, I'm I already have like a bunch of music that I'm working on that like I just want to like take it one step further and just like push like. Push all of my boundaries. Cool. All right. Well, check out Zenaware's new album and new single replay on Spotify, Apple Music, and all the streaming services. Check it out, Zenaware. Thank you so much for joining us today, man. It was a pleasure. Thank you. And we'll get in touch with you guys on the next episode. Thanks. Peace.